The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The Chicago Bears have now zeroed in on their defensive coordinator, Eric Washington. On today's episode, we're going to talk about players that I think Eric Washington is going to help the most right away. We're also going to talk about the two coaches that the Bears have now interviewed for their wide receiver position. All that plus a little bit of the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Terry Hayes. But more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today. So, as most know, the Bears settled in on Eric Washington as their defensive coordinator, locking in both their offensive and defensive coordinators now. They still got quite a bit of, uh, of, of signings left to make on that offensive staff for Shane Waldron. But I want to talk about the players today that Eric Washington is going to help right away uh, with being the defensive coordinator. Now, uh, Matt Eberflus is still expected to be the play caller for the defense. Uh, Eric Washington has a little bit of experience there, and they could look to maybe eventually transition those duties onto him in subsequent seasons. But at least Eric Washington is going to get to work a lot hand-in-hand with players, and especially being somebody who's a former defensive line coach, one of the first players that he's going to help is Javon Dexter. When you look at Javon Dexter, we already know. Javon Dexter has all the raw tools that you want. He flashed a little bit of it, especially after Montez Sweat got there. He's, he needs some work as a run defender. When you look at the players or some players that Eric Washington has coached before, uh, working with Kawan Short, worked heavily with him, worked with Ed Oliver as well, and really helped uh, with them when he was their defensive line coach, helped them break out in a lot of ways. And, and, and especially with Short, he was a later round pick that, uh, that uh, and Oliver was a top 10 pick, and they had some really good physical traits that really kind of overlapped with Javon Dexter, but they needed some development. Eric Washington was one of the one of the coaches that really helped their development. When you look at Quan Short, he just had 11 sacks in 2015 and had three strong years that followed all that. Ed Oliver had nine and a half sacks just last season, his best year. So Eric Washington does bring with him a history of helping players on that defensive line develop. And I think that he's going to be really good for uh for Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens to that degree, he's going to help be able to develop those guys quite a bit. And, you know, Dominique Robinson may still end up being on the scene. Maybe he can help there as well. I'm not really too high on Dominique Robinson anymore. But this is a guy, Eric Washington, who has worked one-on-one with players before and has really helped. Not been the sole reason. I'm not laying that all at the at the, at the the benefit of Eric Washington, but he's, he's definitely been a part of helping teams develop as well. Then, Another player is Montez Sweat. The sweat effect was real last year for the Chicago Bears. We all know that that was coming. But when you look at Eric Washington, he likes to rotate and keep those defensive linemen fresh. He likes to have a deep defensive line. And and that's going to be something that the Bears are definitely going to be looking at. If Eric Washington has, you know, any input and stuff like that, do not be surprised if the Chicago Bears take some shots in free agency at really solving and, and helping bring some more depth to that defensive line. Now, we already could have potentially some there. When you look at the fact of Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens, already kind of there in the wings, 
You got uh, Dominique Walker or Demarcus Walker, who, um, who you know, that before uh, Yannick Ngakwe went down last season, Matt Eberflus was already rotating him, using him inside and out in some different scenarios. So that's another piece because he can be used on the edge or interior defensive line that can really add some more depth for the Chicago Bears as well. And we do expect the Bears to acquire an edge, whether it be in free agency or in the draft this year. So you you really want to outlook of how that depth and how that depth is going to help Montez Sweat. I think that's going to help a lot, keep him fresh. You're going to have players out there in different combinations. It's really going to look. And Eric Washington is really good at not only finding depth in that, but finding the right combinations of guys and getting a little bit more creative with it as well. You know how we talked about Shane Waldron and the way that he calls plays, specifically calling passing plays in non-traditional passing situations and how that really helps the offense really be varied and a little bit more dynamic. Uh, Eric Washington is another coach that when he finds those lineups, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna mix it up a lot, throw different looks at defenses all throughout uh, the game, and I think that's going to help a lot in this defense getting to the next level as well. And then the last player that I have on this list that's really going to benefit, now this isn't all the players. I hope the defense as a whole benefits, but you got to look at Tremaine Edmonds. Eric Washington has, has coached Tremaine Edmonds before. And while he, yeah, Washington was primarily a defensive line coach, he was the senior defensive assistant with the Buffalo Bills in 2022, which means that he worked with Tremaine Edmonds during Edmonds' breakout season that eventually led to the Chicago Bears giving him the contract he's currently on. So I definitely think that uh, uh, Eric Washington is going to understand what Tremaine Edmonds is capable of and vice versa. Edmonds is going to be really comfortable in knowing kind of what Eric Washington's sensibilities are as a coach, and he could help you know, kind of bring that along for the other players as well, being a leader and being that middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears also. So really good kind of synergy there, something kind of overlooked at times that I think is really going to help. And so this Eric Washington hire overall, I think is really going to help the Bears a lot. And when you look at it and, and like what he brings, he has a similar background already to Matt Eberflus, right? Coming up, coaching the defensive line, moving around, at, you know, being an assistant overall in that defense as well. That, that really kind of coincides with what, Eberflus did when he was started off with the linebackers and things like that. So again, very work there. Uh, and uh, Eric Washington as well has worked really good with defensive-minded head coaches before, and I think that's going to kind of fit in with what Matt Eberflus does and kind of help keep strengthening something that's really been going well. We know that this defense has a lot of really good pieces on it. Matt Eberflus helped bring that all together. He did a really good job calling plays. And listen, uh, it it. it because of what Eric Washington is going to be able to focus on with Matt Eberflus calling plays, I think it's really going to help a lot with the Chicago Bears as well. So look out in that one. And then, listen, Eric Washington is just, he's, he's it, people respect him. And I think that that's going to be a big thing. We already know the respect for a lot of, the, a lot of these players hold for Matt Eberflus. Eric Washington is another well-respected player. Um, and so, you know, I think that he's going to grow and develop under Eberflus as well. Somebody who hasn't called a lot of plays, I do think that, He's going to learn under Flus. They have a similar style as well, kind of with that. So I, I, I think this is going to be a really good hire for the Chicago Bears overall. I don't want to overblow it before we can really see what it looks like on the field and how the players respond to it. But the Bears got a good one in Eric Washington. Now the Bears hope to get another good one in their wide receiver coach. They interviewed two coaches over the the offseason. The first one, Ike Hillard, uh, Hilliard or Hillard. I think it's just Hillard, uh, the the wide receivers coach. This is a guy who he's a former wide receiver. Uh, for the New York Giants and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He has 14 years of coaching experience, and, and he's done some collegiate coaching as well. Like, he's he's coached 10 
at the at the collegiate level. So when you look at it, he's been the wide receivers coach with the Miami Dolphins in 2011, wide receivers coach with Washington in 2012. Then he came back for 2014 through 19. He was with the Buffalo Bills in 2013 and with the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2020-21. And he recently was the offensive, uh, I'm sorry, the wide receiver coach and co-offensive coordinator at Auburn. This guy, again, has a lot of history, moving all over the place, has coached a lot of different positions, um, and that's important as well. And he's worked with Waldron before also. He worked with Waldron when he was the uh, the wide receivers coach and Waldron was the offensive quality control coach in 2016. So. There's that that synergy there. We know that Waldron's looking for people that he's familiar with to kind of help that learning curve. And I Killer is a really good candidate for that wide receiver coach as well. But then they also interviewed Chris Beatty. Now this is a uh, the Chargers uh, uh, a coach there. He has 26 years of experience. Most of that coming at the collegiate level, and he was a wide receivers coach mainly there as well. He jumped to the uh, to the NFL. He became the Chargers wide receiver coach. He's been there since 2021. He's worked with Mike Williams, uh, Keenan Allen in Los Angeles. He's also uh, he's going to hope hopefully now get to work with DJ Moore, Tyler Scott. You know some some still developing ones in there. If he ends up getting the job, but the Bears are really going after people who are coaches who have been vets, who've coached at high levels before, who uh, who've who've gone and done it in a lot of different areas. So that's really what they're looking for. I know I talked a lot about how important the QB coach was in developing either Justin Fields or Caleb Williams, whoever we end up bringing in. But I do think that, it, you know, both of these hires really do make a lot of sense for their sensibilities. And so, you know, when you're looking at as well as the Bears trying to develop some wide receivers, we got DJ Moore there who's a stud. Whether we get a a, uh, a Rome in here or we get a Marvin Harrison Jr. or, or, or neighbors or anybody like that, he's going to be keenly important in that and then bringing it all together. We've, we, we, we had some, it was a lot of suckiness going on with the Bears offense last year. So bringing in any any quarterbacks that really can have that focus and have that ability to work with their wide receivers and have been around for a while, more veterans, I think it's definitely going to help overall. So the Bears kind of casting that 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 net to see to find their next wide receiver coach. It makes sense. And the Bears, they still got a lot of work to do with their coaching staff. They got to fill out that offensive side of the ball a lot more. We're definitely going to have to develop. And when you look at teams, uh, you know, what what has happened in the playoffs and stuff like that, the Bears got got to figure out what's going to happen with this next wave of the team. And having a coaching staff that's solid, a coaching staff that is all on the same page, that's going to co- coach extremely well, coach these players up, develop players, put players in the right right positions, it's going to be big for the Chicago Bears in 2024. And I like what they're doing overall with their coaching searches so far. But all right, with that said, I do- also want to dive into the mailbag because the mailbag never stops now since the Bears offseason started. This first one, this one's from Gucci. Uh, what's up, my boys? It's your boy Gucci. From over east, been meaning to call in for a while now. Uh, shout out to the Cognac Boys, my boy Drip. You guys killing it on the show. But anyways, um, I wanted to call in. You know, I see a lot of y'all saying, you know, we don't know what what Poles is doing, we don't know what they're doing. But I don't think y'all giving him enough credit. Um, I think Poles is smarter than the other GMs. You know, even though I haven't agreed with you know 100% of his moves, um, but I still give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, he's a little smarter. There's no way Poles would. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. He flew as the head coach and draft uh, a, a rookie QB. I just don't see it happen. Um, now, I could be wrong. Maybe he's not as smart as I'm giving him credit for, but I, I just don't see that happening. So once he kept flu, in my eyes, that, that was it. Fields is coming back. Um, on my second point is, I see y'all talking about I mean, possibly getting a running back, and a lot of people are opposed to it, but, um, you know, Herbert and Roshan, you know, they're okay, but if we can give, you know, 7 to $10 million a year for a Saquon or a King Harry, I mean, to really push this little, our little window, maybe we could really make some noise. I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't see why we would not want to do that. Uh, I, I, maybe I'm missing something, but um, I mean, those 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 would be amazing moves in my book. Um, last thing is, agree with Aunt. We have to leave with Marvin Harrison, no matter what. I don't give a damn what we do if we gotta take him at number one. We gotta leave with Marvin. So um, those are a few of my points. And as always, shot town up, bear down. All right, so Flus coming, staying here means that. Justin Fields is coming back. I won't necessarily say that that's true. I won't say that that's true because you got to look at it this way. You're already changing your offensive coordinator, your defensive coordinator, uh, you know, to change your, your head coach and your quarterback, all that. That that would that would be a tall test. This is basically resetting your whole your, your, your franchise in a lot of ways outside of what already just bringing in a new quarterback was. And I and I get what you're saying. I'm not saying that it that it can't be you can't be right in that. I'm just saying I don't think that they've made that decision 100% yet. I don't. I think that the decisions that Ryan Poles has made so far with the coaching staff, it leaves the door open to go either direction. I truly think that. But we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm not saying that it's not a possibility. You guys know I am a Justin Fields guy, so there's that. But I'm a Chicago Bears fan first. And so at the end of the day, I want Ryan Poles to make the decision that's going to end up being the right decision. Now, as far as the running back, I don't know if the Bears are going to look to really, while they have so many other positions that they have to address, keep in mind, we're going to have to probably find some more depth at the tight end. We definitely need a new center. We need some more depth at the offensive line. We need to get another wide receiver, maybe even another one. I don't think the Bears are going to go make a lot of moves with their running back core that was already the second rushing attack in the league last year with the the amount of injuries that we had all, all up and down that running back core. So I just don't think that it's a foregone conclusion that the Bears are going to make a change at running back, not because there aren't some talented guys out there that can't help the Bears, but I think when you're bringing in a new offensive coaching staff, when you may be changing quarterbacks, we don't know, whatever it is, even if you're keeping the same quarterback, you don't necessarily want to change a whole hell of a lot uh, that you can't avoid when you have so many things you have to change, right? The Bears have things that have to be changed. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It has to be changed in those areas, in those position groups that I mentioned. So I don't know if running back becomes something that they really focus on heavily. Khalil Herbert's under contract for another year. Roshan Johnson's really promising. Didn't, you know, I will, I will say even, even as high as I am on Roshan, it's not like 
he showed that, oh, I'm going to be the clear-cut number one walking in. No, but I do think that with how Shane Waldron's sensibilities are and how frequently he will pass to a running back, I think Roshan is going to have a chance to have a really breakout season in year two. So I don't know if the Bears are going to go after and like sign a big money running back. I don't know if they'll do that anyway. We don't know if Ryan Poles is going to pay running backs. So I think when you look at the running back, the, the, the rushing attack for the Bears, the fact that we had the number two, I think we had the number one last year, right? And, and that was under Luke Getze, who just is a, is a terrible offensive coordinator. I don't know if they look to change those things with having a better offensive coordinator coming in and the other changes that they have to make. I just don't know if that's the case. Um, I know it's a little bit of a long-winded explanation there, but then also the Marvin Harrison Jr. piece to the last part of your voicemail. You guys know, I, I'm a Marvin Harrison guy, absolutely. You're not going to get any argument out of me with that one. You go and get Marvin Harrison Jr. I think he is the true generational talent in this draft. I look at Marvin Harrison Jr. as somebody who I think he's going to be have the best career out of any player in this draft. And so, you know, I, I'm all down for taking Marvin Harrison Jr. number one. If you can trade back and still get him, which is a possibility if you trade, if you don't go lower than four, there's still a possibility to get him there and get some more assets. So we'll see. I, at the end of the day, like, and the thing I keep saying is this, I got to trust the Bears front office. I got to trust them to make the right decision for the present and the future of this team. If they do that, it's going to be what it's going to be, man. And hopefully we're sitting here able to talk about a team and it, at the end, this time next year that really whatever decisions the front office made ended up working for the team. Let's hope that that's the case. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Coach C. What's up, fellas? This is Coach C. Hey, I'm calling because um, it's a it's a couple red flags, man, that people keep leaving out about Caleb Williams. Now, I ain't going to lie. I, I support Fields. I love what he do. He's the most exciting Bears player since Devin Hester. You know, when he on the field, it's almost like must-watch TV. People want to go to the TV and see what's going to happen, just like how it was with Hester. Um, but I don't want to come off hating on Caleb Williams. He, I hope he has a great career. I hope the brother do. I hope him. I hope him. I wish. Much success for him, right? But people keep forgetting, man, this guy playing in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 plays no defense. Every week the scores on on eight games out there is like 56 to 48 every single weekend, right? He seems out here playing no defense. Receivers running wide open. He should be able to hit open receivers, right? Utah came over to the Pac-12 from the Mountain West, I believe that's what the conference was, and they were able to compete immediately. Why? Because they play defense. They play defense in the Pac-12. It's the only team. And what did Caleb Williams do versus Utah? Every time, every time he played them, he struggled. He hadn't beat, he didn't beat Utah one single time in two years at USC, right? And I think there's one more piece that's going to come up when they start getting to the combine and doing the showcases is that Caleb Williams is listed at 6'1 with USC, which means that when they actually get real measurements on him, he's probably going to be closer to six foot, if not 5'11. He's going to have a problem in the NFL at that height, being over the offensive line. And you can see it right now with uh, Brock Purdy and the 49ers. Brock Purdy's six foot. He can't see over that old line with the 49ers. That's why he sits in the pocket 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage and runs out the pocket to make plays because he cannot see over the offensive line. People are ignoring these red flags, ignoring. Pac-12 defense, air raid offense, you're going to have a situation when this guy going to come in the NFL and he's not going to be as productive as he was, and they're going to be labeling him a bust. I wish the brother well. But I'm a fan with Justin Fields. I love watching the guy play, trade the pick, keep building on it. Chicago up, bear down. People missing red flags on Caleb Williams. I completely agree with that. I actually talked about that a little bit on an episode last week. Is that it's not that Caleb Williams isn't a hell of a talent, because he absolutely is. Do not get me wrong. Caleb Williams is a hell of a talent. 
But there's a lot of people who are taking the national media conversation without watching it and objectively reviewing stuff for themselves. And that's sports in general, right? It is what it is. There are a lot of people that do that. Caleb Williams does have some major flaws. He does. And some of those flaws are the same flaws that we've seen in Justin Fields. And the thing that I've said this front office has to review is what's best for the team. Do we feel like Caleb has the better chances of coming out of the flaws that we see in him? Or do we think with the right decisions made around Justin Fields, could Justin come out of those flaws that he has? And so it's 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 definitely some sensationalism going on. Like I said, it's some national media uh, foolery going on like like that, that, that people just take it and they don't really look at it. Yeah, Caleb Williams is small as a quarterback. He just is. Uh, he, he's, he's much shorter than Justin Fields, but we've seen other quarterbacks overcome it. Even I know you mentioned Brock Purdy uh, negatively, but listen, he's going to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's, it's not that it can't be done. It's just that you have to understand what the limitations of whatever limitations a player has. Do you feel that they have enough of that raw talent to overcome what those limitations are? No player is going to be perfect. Justin damn sure isn't perfect. Caleb is not going to be perfect. He's not going to be some all-world savior that some people are making him out to be, but that doesn't mean he's not going to be a damn good quarterback at the NFL level and shine and all and shock and, and win a lot of games and play big moments. But everything you laid out is real. He came from a conference that doesn't play a lot of defense. When you look at him, when he has played against the better defenses in the in collegiate football, he struggled. Now, that doesn't mean that that can't be coached up and worked out of him, but it is the reality that it is there. And that's the th- thing that Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren have to review. That's why I say things like, I don't think that they've made a decision yet. I think until they work out Caleb Williams, you can look at all the tape all day long. But until you put him through drills, until you have him in your building, that he's doing workouts for you, that your coaching staff is taking a look at him, your trainers are taking a look at him, I don't think that a decision has been made yet. It's coming. Don't get me wrong. It's coming. And when they do make that decision, let's hope that it's the right one. But I don't think that that decision has for sure been made, despite what some people will tell you in the national media, that the Bears have already made their decision. There's a different article and headline on that every single day. It hasn't happened for sure yet. But I do think that they may even have a way that they're leaning, but that doesn't mean that they're so far into that that they're un- it's unmovable for the Bears. So we'll end up seeing what happens, man. I, and at the end of the day, like I said, and we may not get the answer right away. That answer may not come in the 2024 season. We may not know who if we made the right decision into 2025-26. We may not know that. But I want this front office to get it right. Despite what, what some Bears fans want one way or another, Go out there and make the right decision. And if we're winning, guess what? Everybody's going to rock with it, me included. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773 270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Chi-Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break 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 Media. Media.